This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30, Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Fab FM, it's Gazza with you through until 7. I've got a very special guest because I've been looking forward to having a chat with this lovely lady for some time. And it's a very important time to have a chat with her because she's got a, uh, well, an album out, but a particular single that I want to talk about. And it's an interest. There's a, there's a story, and we love stories. But let me firstly introduce the lovely Amber Joy Poulton. How are you doing, Amber Joy? Really, really good, thank you. Now, for our Douglas Shire listeners that may not know too much about you, I'm sure that the big country fans up here will certainly do that. But I mean, they'll, they'll know all about you. But uh, for those that maybe don't, let's let's uh, let's just talk about you a little bit, and then we'll talk about your song. Now, you are from Corny Point, which, uh, where you just told me off air, is about three hours out of Adelaide. That's correct, yep. Yeah, I mean, I was raised in the city, uh, in, the, in the suburbs, but we live in a beautiful town population, not many, um, but it's right near the ocean. And my husband and myself and the kids, we all surf. So that sort of um, had us visiting here for years, and then we just decided to move. And people thought we were crazy, of course, but you know, country music, it makes sense for me to live in the country. With the turn of events that have happened in the world, being out of the city um, has been a real blessing. Well, you would love this part of the world up in the Douglas Shire. You've got the Daintree and all that, be- um, the oldest rainforest on the planet. But we'll get to that in a minute, actually. One thing that I have to talk about when I talk to you is you love traditional country and it's a bit of a hot topic this you know a lot of people saying there's too much rap and it's too poppy these days and I do like some (laughs) of them the modern country but you are very much for keeping it traditional aren't you yeah I mean I don't begrudge the others I probably begrudge a little bit of rap because that's all I hear in my house and it drives me insane but um I'm I'm all for everybody doing whatever they love to sing I hate the thought of uh, artists singing songs they don't love doing and or don't believe in and I think the audience is pretty smart that if they can pick if you don't mean what you sing. So uh, that's always the advice I give people when they're coming through is to pick what you like, sing what you love, and then you'll find your audience. And I think there is a broad enough audience out there, even within country music. Now, I've got to talk about your show, and I don't know where it's at with the COVID thing, but your Coal Miner's Daughter show, which uh, is a great example of how you love traditional, the traditional side of country, obviously a focus on Loretta Lynn, still going strong at 89, of course. But just tell us a little bit about that show, for those that don't know, and, uh, and perhaps you can tell us where it's at with COVID. Is it off at the moment, or are you doing, are you still get running with it? Yeah, look, as you said, I'm in big on, on traditional country music. Luckily for me, there's a good audience for that. And I've always loved Tammy Wynette, Patsy Cline, Dolly Parton. But Loretta, she just seems to have a slight flavour that I find quite cheeky and tongue-in-cheek, and that's what got my attention with her. And then I wrote this show uh, based on her life, but it revolves around her songs, which is easy because she writes all of her songs about her own life. So we just sort of pasted it together and wrote a beautiful script and we, we get up on on the stage in the biggest theatres around Australia and we, we sing these amazing songs, country music. And you're right, we were touring Australia, we were selling out audiences and, oh gosh, we were just about to relaunch um, in 2020 in 
April or May, and then everything happened. So it got put to bed. We we deferred shows a lot. So we what was supposed to happen in August happened in December, but we had to play to half capacity audiences, which just broke my heart. It's not the same. I fully understand. Talking to Amber Joy Poulton, we're talking country music, of course, and, well, we've got a fabulous song to talk about. When we last spoke, which I reckon is at least four or five years ago, I said you've worked in Nashville. Is there an ambition to go there permanently? It's a question I asked uh, Bryce Sainty just the other day, and he said a year ago, if you'd asked me that, definitely. COVID's made (laughs) me think a little bit differently, and you said to me, like, I'm I'm a mum, I've got kids, and I love to come back to Australia and the family life. I'm assuming those kids have grown up a little bit in the last four or five years. And uh, you love Nashville. And we'll get on to Nashville in a minute with, with your new album. But are you still really an Aussie girl or could you still could you make the, the, the leap across and live there permanently? No way. No way. I, I love Nashville, you're right, but only to just go there and record. And I'm one of those weird ones where I've never really, I don't, have a desire to make it big or to be famous what i want is to always have the uh guarantee that i'll always have a crowd um i want to work and i'm a businesswoman when it comes to that i don't like giving away things for free i'm really quite i'm a proud working woman um but nashville just doesn't really speak to me and so i've always been a real aussie so so my desire is just to be a working artist with good crowds that's always been my goal Australia, I shall stay with bells on. Corny point it is, and fair enough. I don't blame you at all, Amber. <laughs> and, but, and the other thing we discussed four or five years ago was wanting to get you up this way to perform and difficult at the moment. But I have this vision, and a lot of our listeners would know that, of having this this concert. Because when I was in the Isa, we had the, the, the music festival there, and, uh, Adam Brand and uh, Troy Cassadaly. Mm. I have this vision of something up here. And you would be on the list. So keep that. just keep that, you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, right? You might get a call. Yes, well, it'd be always... <laughs> nice to have something to look forward to i said that last year and i'm saying it again this year it's going to happen one day hey let's talk about firstly i want to talk about this the the main topic which is your new single which i'm not going to mention the name yet i'm teasing people but the album that came out this was pre-covid and i I think from what we just sang before we went to air it was actually produced in nashville so let's hear about that but it's called pretty pennies but of course covid sort of not a good time to try and release a new album but hey you know time will tell but tell us a a little bit about i know you mentioned uh, sam hawksley who's uh, was one of the co-writers and producers of the new song you've got with doug bruce but mm. that new album, what's uh, give us a little bit of background on that. Well, you're right. I, what I did was when I was in, uh, well, actually, Sam Hawksley was over in Australia for Tamworth. So while he was over, I went with him to Felicity Urquhart's studio and recorded the album. So that's how it happened. And then he took all the tracks back to Nashville and had the Nashville players play on them, the same ones that had pretty much played on my last two albums as well. So that was all really nice and neat and tidy. And then, yeah, we we got hit with the pandemic. And I think if I'd been clever, I would have still gone about releasing singles as you should. But without the live music and live touring, I just really lost my um, desire. And I I didn't release anything. And it it sort of just sat there staring at me. (laughs) So Mm. what I'm hoping to do now is just release a couple of singles and just try to do this in an online fashion and still people still want country music people still want new music so i'm just really relying on radio and online presence to 
push this album and get it heard because it's got so many fantastic songs. I'm so proud of it. It's just such a, a shame. No, nobody knows what to do with all our product at this point. Pretty Pennies is that album. Now, one particular song which we are to discuss today, and let's take you back to, well, may, I don't know what sort of age you were, you can let me know, but sitting in the family's <laughs> Ford Falcon and you're listening to Kenny Rogers and the classic hits, uh, Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town. And it's yeah. a very sad song. And lots of, when you hear that, I mean, it's, a, it's one of the, I mean, Kenny Rogers, you have to sing along to all his stuff. But when you really listen to the lyrics, it's very sad. But you, as a youngster, and I say, I'm not sure what age this was, maybe you can tell us, but you used to think, well, actually, I feel a little bit sorry for Ruby here. Yeah, and especially, well, I know that the Ford station wagon was yellow, and it was my dad's company car for Victor Lawnmowers. That's how far back we're going. Mm. And I remember. Yes, especially that line where Kenny Rogers said, and if I could, I'd get a gun and I'd put you in the ground. I thought, wow, that's so full on. Mm. What did she do? And then as I got older, I still just thought, I'm sure, I mean, maybe Ruby didn't take her love to town. And, and if she did, what, why did she do it? And you don't really sound like too much of a catch either, mister, sort of a thing. <laughs> so as I got older, I... I started to write this song 10 years ago with Doug Bruce for my very first album that I ever wrote. And we just couldn't shift it. We couldn't move it. We didn't really have a hook. And I tried to rewrite it over the years. And when I met up with Sam in New South Wales, I said, can you please help me finish this song? It's more about getting it finished. It doesn't need to go on the album, but I just really want to get this finished. And he listened to Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town. And he said, wow, this guy's a real piece of work. Yeah, let's write it. So... That's what we did. We, we finished the song off that I started 10 years ago and it felt so good, especially when we heard the end result. It is a fictional story, so, you know, people don't take it too seriously here. But you've said yourself, uh, to you, Ruby is real and uh, it d probably relates to, I don't know yourself, but certainly others in our world. You know, uh, it's, yeah. it's a, a real-life story for many. I mean, for the song's origin is, is a time when war happened and men returned from, from service half the man they were when they left. And in, in this particular case with Kenny Rogers' song, he had a, a leg missing and he was wheelchair-bound and stayed in his room. And Ruby, every now and then, would go out. And, and in my mind, she's just going out to find some happiness and company and some conversation and, without resentment or expectation. And, look, I'm sure that absolutely happened back in that day with women who married a man and then when he returned, he wasn't that same man and having that battle and my gosh, for both sides, it must have been so difficult. But if you fast forward that to today's, I mean, that would still be going on with return service, but also with other things in, in partnerships where people just feel rejected and they want to stay in these situations, but every now and then you've just got to go out and let loose and just be around people that can make you happy. And I'm sure that's what Ruby was doing. And if she wasn't, well, I don't know about that, but that's not the story I'm telling. <laughs> so the song's called Ruby's Reply, and, and it's an interesting concept. I find it fascinating. I wonder, maybe maybe you know, I have a feeling, what do you think Kenny Rogers would have thought of that? Because he, he probably, he's probably never had a song. Obviously, we, we can't ask him now, but he's never had a song. Where well, again, you, I think he'd love it. I, think, I mean, I'm his number one fan. Yeah. So I'm going to make up another story where, where Kenny's actually looking down and, and, and giving me a bit of a wink and a nod and saying, well done, girl. <laughs> 
Do you know, I absolutely love it. Uh, and it's a few years on, obviously, from the original song, and you've had it in your head for, for 10 plus years. So it's great that yeah. it's finally out. Now, tell us, because um, as you say, uh, you know, COVID and all that, I hate to keep saying the word because it drives me mad too. But yeah, if, pe- me too. if people want to get this song, what do they need to do? Well, I'm understandably in this climate, I'm not releasing anything on Spotify or anything mm. that's free streaming. So it's all on iTunes or wherever people buy their, their singles or their music. Mm. Um, but I've got a website. It's my name. It's amberjoypolton.com.au. Uh, you go online, you buy that CD, and I'm the one going down to the shed and getting it and putting it in an envelope and sending it to you. So that's the way to do it. Um, or you can just do it all online. But mm. even to the point where during one of the lockdowns here, I, I just borrowed a friend's um, really expensive camera and I filmed that film clip and edited it myself so it's um, it's all new times where once we would go out there and get people to do these things for us and we're all just sort of doing it for ourselves at the moment so anyone that wants to purchase the song it's less than a it's a dollar seventy, I think the single so yeah I would love people to go and buy it it's a great song um, tells a story um, that may or may not be true with a beautiful country melody to it it is beautiful, and the old steel guitar. I mean, we're getting back to the traditional country. No hip hop yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that, that pedal steel is Dan mm. Dugmore, who did the beautiful solo in Linda Ronstadt's Blue Bayou. Is that true? Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Mm. Amber, I could talk to you about this all day, and you know, I, I love your music. I've enjoyed your music for a number of years. So you just hang on in there. Your tenacity is amazing, and I just love, you know, you wandering up to the shed to dig out a CD and send it back. I mean, that that is a beautiful story in itself. But I really appreciate you having a chat with us right up here in the Douglas Shire. We have a lot of uh, country fans up here, and I'm sure uh, you're in amongst that in terms of what people enjoy. Would I'll you? We're going to play it now. Um, would could you do me the honours of introducing? Producing your very own song. Sure. Uh, well, uh, coming up now is uh, my reply to Kenny Rogers' Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town. And finally, Ruby gets to have her say. Here is Ruby's reply. From, of course, the beautiful Amber Joy Polton. Thanks very much, and uh, let's hear the song right now. He left me with a kiss that day, then he walked out the door. 